Welcome to NNF After Dark. Before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to kind of point out a couple things that are going to happen in this episode. Um, this is a, a very important story about Nick and Sean and their adoption process and a lot of the things that they went through. There are some trigger warnings in there, which Chris is going to kind of touch on in his opening opening monologue. But the music in this episode uh, I picked out that were important to Nick and his family. Music is a little bit different. I hope you enjoy this episode of NNF After Dark. NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Welcome to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Yob! Welcome to No New Friends After Dark. I'm your host, Chris. I'm alongside here with Scott from the No New Friends Podcast. Here we go. This is the I No New Friends say, Podcast. I, I, like, I know, but like, where else are you from? Like, I guess. Florida. This, <laughs> Florida. Uh, I guess. I guess people would know who you are if they're listening to this podcast. I'm here with everybody's favorite Scott. And I'm also here with everybody's favorite Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. You know what I love? Uh, Happy. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You know what I love? No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. You know what I love about listening to you host this show, especially your intro? Oh. Is when I hear it, me. I can hear your smile because you've got this really big grin and you can I hear do. it yeah. in your intro. I could I, I could picture your face and everything when uh, when you smile. Or when you I talk. just get so happy that you're trusting with trusting me to actually host anything. It takes a lot on. and I drink a lot to uh, to trust I, you. I know. I know. And I try to forget that you're drunk while I do this. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Mental Health Awareness Month to all who celebrate. Oh, um, how yeah. do you celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month? Is it happy? Is it happy uh, Mental Health Awareness Mental? Wow. I can't even talk because of all the medicine that I'm on. <laughs> um, is it happy Mental Health Awareness Month? Is it happy... Is it just like um, I don't? This is okay. like me wishing happy Happy <laughs> Pearl Harbor Day or Happy Nine Eleven. Oh, like, what are you doing? I don't, yeah, I don't know how uh, they. I don't know. Nine Eleven is a little too soon, but we can wish everyone a Happy Pearl Harbor Day, which we do do every year. <laughs> like I untastefully joked before, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I can joke about that. You can't unless you're dealing with something like I am. Well, I um, deal with you every day, so I can joke about true. it by proxy. Yeah. So yeah, Scott has a mental illness by association, <laughs> right. so that's fine. And Scott has a lot of black friends. That's why he um, yeah. And, it, and if I get you right drunk Scott. enough, then I can have a mental health uh, illness by insertion. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I wasn't ready out. for that one. <laughs> cut that out, Alex. 
So before we get started with this episode, I do want to put a disclaimer to our listeners that this is going to be a deep episode. This is going to be such a deep episode and not the deep that you're used to uh, when listening to the New Friends podcast. Or maybe not the deep that Nick Nick is used to, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Science matters. Um, (laughs) So I guess I I do know. So we're going to get deep. We're going to be talking about... um, Nick's story. It's going to be all about Nick tonight. Uh, Nick's been through a lot, and that's why we are doing this episode. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, I do want to do a disclaimer to Scott as well. Scott would not recommend doing Scott summaries tonight. So uh, put down the pen. Oh, I already, yeah. I already have one written. All right. Hey, well, maybe put down the pen for now. Yeah. Uh, because go. I'll cancel you if you do Scott <laughs> summaries. <laughs> so anyway, uh, mental health. Super important topic to all of us for different reasons. Um, whether it's us going through something, a loved one that we know going through something, it's all important and has impacted us in different ways. So May is a really important month. I think it's probably why my birthday's in May is mm-hmm. because of my mental illness. And Kanye West is also born in May, so take that as you will. So May just might be a weird month, but it's an important month nonetheless. One of my ways for helping my mental health, if you will, was deleting Facebook from my phone. I'm like, I'm on here for too long. It's deteriorating me mentally. I'm sitting here for hours scrolling, you know, being jealous about this person or that person and getting mad at this person. It's just like, you know, let me just take it off my phone. So by doing that, I actually miss some important stuff. Uh, exactly what I'm about to talk about. I go on my computer and I'm and I'm scrolling through. And Nick actually had a really nice post. I wish all Facebook posts were actual sentimental and meant something instead of where they're eating dinner at or what movie they're watching. <laughs> Remy. Remy. So, <laughs> so I'm scrolling through and Nick had this really brave post. Uh, that I'm not even really going to get into because I want him to get into it. But I read that and I was just, um, uh, Nick, I was proud of you for posting that, first of all, because I know anybody who's suffering through anxiety or depression, like no one's posting something like that unless they've gotten through or have made a lot of progress in the demons that they have experienced. So first of all, proud of you, buddy, for posting something like that. It's been a long journey and I... But I feel like I'm coming out on the other side, like you briefly kind of mentioned, and just want to make sure that I share my story and let people know that it's okay to talk about. Yeah, life. because you're not the only one going through that. Exactly. that It's life. It happens. And we got to talk about it. So I'm not going to talk for much longer because I want to kick this over to Nick. It's important to share your story because you don't know who else is going through what you're going through. Like I said at the end of the Bud Light, uh, we say gay episode no new friends after dark has turned into this thing that we could really do whatever we want in the sense of we can talk about what we want in a funny way but we can also talk about what we want in a kind of deep and important way and if you're hearing this i hope that you learn something during this episode uh we have talked about the struggles that nick as a gay man has gone through and but we never really talked about what we're going to talk about tonight. So I think it's going to be a really big learning experience. I, I, I don't know about you, Scott. I think Scott knows a little bit more about Nick's story. I know nothing about this, about what he's about to say. So I am um, 
very eager to learn because I want to be able to help understand just so I can, because obviously if you're going through this, there's thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people who are going through the same exact journey that you are. So without any further ado, Nick, I would love you to tell your story of um, the adoption process as a gay man. Or uh, I, I guess gay women go through this as well. In general, so please, yeah, just yeah, I mean, please. in general, adoption. So we, I know we've touched on that topic um, a little bit on the previous episode about adoption. Um, so in Ohio, um, we worked with a private adoption agency here, um, where they worked with birth moms located here in Ohio. So um, okay. we went in knowing that we were going to have a newborn baby um, that was newborn somewhere in Ohio, hopefully. And um, so we started our process in June of 2016 is when Sean and I went to our first class. Um, we had, I think, three classes maybe, and then had to like do home studies and all this other bullcrap. Nick, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to, yeah, we're going to yeah. stop you along these Please. story because we're going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> you said, you said class. Yes. Please elaborate on what kind of class is this? Mandatory? Is this optional? And Scott, uh, if you want to pick yeah, yeah, real that. quick before you get into the into the class. So this is after um, gay marriage was legalized. So right? when we it, first started, yeah, so it was twenty sixteen, and when we first started, our class took place. I think about two three weeks before gay marriage was actually passed. Okay, process. okay. We had filled out paperwork to basically sign up for the class and pay money into the agency and everything, which I'm not going to talk finances whatsoever because you can't put a penny on your child. Right. So. <laughs> now, sure. Now, pre-legalization um, of gay marriage, was the process similar or do you yeah. know? Okay. Yeah, nothing really changed um, in that aspect of anything passing. The only thing that kind of came out from it was we were both legally allowed to have our names on that birth certificate. So, okay, so that was the big right. change yeah. after the and that's, legal. And that's thing too okay. that we, I guess, learned from adoption. So she has essentially two birth certificates. One she had from the hospital from when she was born to that mm. um, birth mother. And then um, basically once after we finalized the adoption, um, six months later, we got another one that had our, okay, gotcha. our name. So we're legally her parents on birth certificate. So this is June of 2016 when you started the process, yeah. correct? You said June? Okay. All right. So you go to these classes. Are these mandatory classes yeah. or these options? Yeah, so the mandatory for when you want to adopt. Yeah, so for adoption, there is there's a lot of mandatory legal things that you have to go through. Um from the state of Ohio, I'm sure every state has very similar mm. type processes. And that's not just for gay adoption or yeah, lesbian. No. That's for yeah. just adoption in general. Yeah. Right. So our class had 15 different families in it. We were the only gay couple in our class. There was, I think, one lady that was a single mom. Um, and then okay. everybody else was... And it was a learning process for us, too, because we're like, why are you guys here? You guys can make babies. Um, so we learned through that process. Most of them have gone through IVF treatments and... Um, yeah, all sorts of different situations where they're spending tons and tons of money to try to have their own kid and they can't um, for, for health That's reasons. Interesting. So um, for us, that was eye opening because we're like, why are you here? <laughs> um, yeah, right. It's kind of like, why are you trying yeah. to take a kid when, you know what I mean? Like when you can make one, but they can't. Yeah. And if that's something that like, Nick, you know, it, it's, Nick's it's like, crazy. Do, do you just that. hate sex? You know, maybe, maybe, why don't you come talk to us for a minute? Come here, sweetheart. <laughs> So, Nick, what went into 
because uh, with adoption, you could adopt. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about adoption, but I've seen Stuart Little. <laughs> and they go to a foster home, right? And they or an orphanage, and there's kids of yeah. all ages, right? Yeah. So, so I, an Annie. You know, <laughs> so what? What made? So what made you want to adopt an uh, a, a newborn rather than uh, a child that is older or anything like that? Before you answer that question, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. Chris comparing like real life adoption to Annie and Stuart Little <laughs> is like. <laughs> Scott Lang, aka Ant Man, uh, with his coming up with the time travel strategy to kill Thanos based on Back to the Future. That's what I just Nick, witnessed. I, I, I guess. I guess what I'm trying to ask is why didn't you want to adopt a mouse? <laughs> Try that. Um, it didn't work very well. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But seriously, so so what goes into like okay, so you can adopt a, a I mean, child, or you can adopt a newborn. Yeah, what goes there's into all that sorts process? of different things that could have that we could have done. We could have done um, mm-hmm. surrogacy, which some of our friends have gone oh, right. that route as well too. And, um, mm-hmm. Come to find out, surrogacy is about the cost of a new house. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, it's, it's an insane amount of money. But um, our friends have done it, and actually, our best friends um, have two kids from surrogacy and. Um, wow! Very amazing to see that process and how our processes are different. Um, we also could have went the foster to adoption type route. Um, okay. We could have gotten a newborn. It could have been a kid that was a little bit older. Um, I know when we first talked, Sean was like, "Oh, it'd be awesome to have like a nine-year-old kid that loves video games and um, nerd stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it sounds cool." Yeah. I'm sure he. Yeah, I'm sure he was pushing for <laughs> yeah, that. Well, it sounds it sounds pretty cool for you, but um, yeah. <laughs> Knowing our, our our schedules that we were working with, we knew we wouldn't be able to be the best parents to somebody in the foster care system. Um, gotcha. Mentally, I would have not been able to handle it. I've seen too many horror stories with fostering. I know Sean had some friends that had kids in their house with them for two years. They were in the process of about to adopt. And mm-hmm. um, somebody else from that family came in and adopted those kids. So yeah yeah it's good it's good obviously that it stays those kids stay in the family but sure they also have a family that they live for two years so yeah heartbreaking yeah Yeah. so oh seven years sorry sean so they they're for seven years seven years that's that makes it even tougher that system is unfortunately broken and it's it's a struggle and i see you see so many stories with it it's it's hard so you were looking kind of i mean Outside the financial, because that's 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 insane. The price of a house for surrogacy. So you were kind of looking like so you're between fostering and, and and this uh you know adopting a a newborn baby. So you kind of wanted to we want to not be at risk of heartbreak. Like you yeah. didn't you did not want that you know you didn't want that attachment. Uh, so so you went for the um and, and that that's crazy to me because like I don't I don't know anything about adoption. Like I said, my 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 expertise is from movies <laughs> i i don't know anything about it i didn't know the price of surrogacy could be the price of a house um so you that a cheap, all a these cheap decisions house. kind of swayed yeah. you to that <laughs> a cheap house. Hey, a house yeah. nonetheless a house nonetheless <laughs> um so that's kind of what um swayed you towards adopting a newborn baby now take me through that process so now you 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 know what you want right what what kind of process is this? Is there like pictures? Is there interviews? Is there so, what, what is uh, this like? It kind of all started with our, our classes. Essentially, they kind of teach you mm-hmm. um, the types of babies that might come into the adoption system. Um, they kind of talk about how adoption tends to be 
um, higher percentage of African-American children or mm-hmm. um, different ethnicities besides, besides right. white. Um, basically just kind of giving people a heads up that if you want to have a white baby that comes from a cheerleader football player kind of backstory right you might, you might right. be waiting a very long time for that yeah you're gonna need yeah, to search more yeah. in florida specifically <laughs> polk county <laughs> so um so basically they can talk, kind of talk about that talk about how there could be lots of potential health issues with um drug usage and alcohol abuse and okay um those types of things to so kind of prepare you that these kind of situations could come in there um, you do have the option of saying yes or no once um, essentially your picks. So I'm kind of skipping forward there a second. But, um, so other than that, in the classes, we also learned CPR. Um, okay. CPR certification. Um, we had to have um, a fire escape route in our house. We had a fire person come to our house to make sure our house was childproof, basically. Um, and this is before we're even done with classes or talking about right. Getting, yeah to the adoption process. You, you know what's so interesting about that? We've, we've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, and the, it, it, and that's why I asked, you know, is is it just gay couples? Is it lesbian? It, no, it's all couples who mm-hmm. go through the adoption process have to go through all these classes and all these extra steps. Whereas, like, if you, uh, I guess we'll call it just have a child the good old-fashioned way, naturally, you know, uh, a, a, a couple or a one night stand or whatever, there's no classes. It's, no. it's a, here's the, here, you know, we have diaper training nine classes. Later, like yeah, I remember, I, I remember us put on practice diapers on babies. They teach us yeah. swaddling, like all the things that parents, parents wish they knew. <laughs> right. I mean, and it, they, yeah. they, they do offer classes when you're expecting, but it's not, but it's not mandatory. Yeah. It's, it's recommended and optional, but like, I remember the only, class that i went to is lamaze and i slept through most of it <laughs> so um so yeah after the classes we met with um our social worker that comes to our house once a month real quick sean in in in, in text and and if you're new to the podcast sean is nick's husband sean says that his that that your all's escape plan was drawn with a crayola crayon with stick figures and uh was still valid yep <laughs> yeah yeah the, the crazy things we we're like, why, why do I do this? <laughs> I never understood the whole uh, fire escape plan. Like, find the closest yeah. store. Like, if you don't know how to get out of the house, that's a worse problem than coming up with a you know fire escape plan. But uh, I, I might fake um, fake an adoption. Not not like I don't want to adopt a kid, <laughs> but I might fake sign up that I want to adopt a kid just so I can take yeah. these classes. You can Except take for, these classes if you're an expected parent anyway, and they're probably free. Yeah, and it's like Sean said, yeah, we literally drew with crayons and stuff too. Um, yeah, afterwards, we met with our social worker, came to our house and everything. Mm-hmm. We finalized all of our paperwork. We had to do background checks and I think fingerprints and God knows what else we did. It was, I think we had a credit mm. report even. So yeah, <laughs> you, you have to go through more hoops it's, to adopt a child than to buy a gun. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, we're not going to get into that because it could be a whole episode in itself, but what in the actual, that's insane, but continue. 
yeah. no, I, you can't say the word insane in the mental health episode. That's just ludicrous to me. You that can, way. Scott. It's just insensitive. Okay, that's, that's just, ludicrous to that's me. Just you do all that. So this whole process, since we started our very first class, to the time that we went to where our profile is live. So what that means is. Um, we created a profile, a four-page pamphlet, and they also had like a little website with a profile, all that. Um, we had to create to talk about ourselves, who who we are, right. what our story is, and um, what we represent. And these profiles would go out to birth, expectant birth mothers, um, usually give them like 10 profiles to choose from. Um, it's like eHarmony. It, it, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so they... Every birth mom and every birth story is completely different. So they could choose a family based on their race, based on their religion, based on the color mm-hmm. of hair they have. For us, it was based on the fact that we were two men. <laughs> so, Wow. So people were actually choosing, going out of their way to choose you because you're a same-sex guy. Yeah, yeah. so um, we were matched up. Um, and so, yeah, basically because we were two parents. So. And, we you, went, and you explain you explain that in an earlier episode that yeah. a lot of the birth mothers, you know, they want to adopt out to a gay couple because at the end of the day, they their will mind, always yeah. be yeah in their mind they will always be the mother exactly. So, um, so yeah, we've we've seen that a lot, and we've seen a lot. We're lucky to live in Columbus, Ohio, where the gay mm-hmm. gay community in itself is very strong, and there's a lot of gay right. dads in our community too. So we were kind of early in that kind of era, I guess, where we were one of the first gay dad couples that we really knew. And since then, there's been a ton of us now. So, uh, so it's great to see you. Now, Nick, um, if you don't mind me asking, so did the ethnicity of the child ever care, like matter to you and Sean? Like, was that ever? No, that's, a- um, one thing we really talked about was ethnicity was never an issue. So, <laughs> one thing I guess I forgot to mention is you get basically, I think it was probably like a six page piece of paper with check boxes on it that says, I'm okay with a baby that is black. I'm okay with a baby that's Asian. I'm okay with a boy, a girl, this, that. If the birth mom did uh, marijuana, if the birth mom drank. So there's right, literally right. a checklist of things that says, I'm comfortable with a baby that might have these scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. And you check them all off, or you check most of them off? Yeah, or? yeah. For us, we we pretty much checked them all off. We had talked about it. There was a couple of things that we spoke with um, a friend of ours that's a nurse, and we're like, I don't even know what this is. Like, is this like sure? <laughs> yeah, is this <laughs> curable? Is this something that right? Folks, we we're okay with if the baby maybe had Down syndrome or something like that. So right, right, right. Um, Which is it, it, it's really cool because. Um, I almost feel like you welcomed um, a child that might be a minority because you guys, like both of you, like you know what it's like. It's like, so who cares? Like I, I can teach this child to, uh, to be themselves. I can teach this child to, uh, <laughs> I saw Scott laughing. <laughs> so. I, 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 I'm, I'm going, I, I'm saying something sentimental. And then Nick's husband writes in, it was basically a Chipotle order for extra cheese, guac, no lettuce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, which is, which is, which is funny. It's, it's, it's funny because like this adoption process, this is all foreign to me and I'm sure it's foreign to Scott. Um, Although I think Scott's trying to adopt me, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so I think, so it's, it's foreign to both of us. So it's like, it's funny. Like, so like 
I, I'm just thinking like, um, and, uh, again, movies, like you were just showing pictures, like, Hey, you like yeah. this one? You like well, that one? Talking about it, it, your... it brought back an amazing memory that I'll never forget too. So I remember we were telling our family that we were going to go through the adoption process and all that. And we're talking to my grandma who was 92 at the time. She's actually 90. Mm. She just turned 97. I think like, Oh, I did yeah. see pictures on Facebook. Crazy, think, of crazy. She's alive. So she, she was born in the, <laughs> she was born in the Netherlands. She's always been the most supportive. Okay. Um, grandma, my grandpa that passed away a couple years ago was supportive as well too. So us being a gay couple. That's awesome. Um, I remember her saying like, do you care what ethnicity or what color the baby is? And we're like, no, we're, we're open to anything. She's like, that's awesome. She's like, I know we, I told her about the check boxes. She's like, I think there shouldn't be check boxes for race. She's like, they should just say human being. Wow. Wow. And for her, she was how old? 92, 92 to say that. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Just, Definitely not from Florida. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So I had that open, that wow. openness for us, like, is amazing. So. And I'm sure you and Sean, like, I don't give a shit. Like, like just give me, like, I just want yeah. a baby. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, he's like your like, grandmother said, like, I just want a human yeah. being. I don't like they're, you know what I mean? Like everyone's a human being. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping backwards a little bit and it, it'll make more sense when I say what I'm going <laughs> to say. Um, because we haven't talked about your coming out, which will be a whole nother episode uh, at some point, because I'm oh, looking I'm forward into out. diving into Gym that a little bit. Prime <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm, I'm yes, sure right. like at the point where I don't want to assume that, uh, that I know how your family was with everything, but it was like, Okay, if you're accepting if ex- accepting a, a gay family member, it doesn't matter what um, what race this next child or what what situation or what whatever this next child is. It's just like right, like, who cares? Love yeah, is love. Who cares? You know, it is the point yeah. that I was trying to get at. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I guess we're telling this story out of order, but it, it is uh, what yeah. it is. Here we me, are. I think I think me and Scott tell this story the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of all over the board with it because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm all over the board just because it's happened what seven years ago now so i'm like yeah what when what happened when so to me the no nick you're doing a great yeah, job the, I'm, I'm making fun of me and scott yeah, the best storytelling <laughs> to me is i love like lost when they do flashbacks yeah <laughs> and that's kind of what we're doing like we haven't even addressed the the you know the yeah. coming out but that'll be like down the road that'll be a flashback <laughs> yeah Spoiler you know, we're telling people. the story out of order <laughs> Spo- spoiler yeah nick nick is gay, is gay. <laughs> super gay uh, so basically this process they teach us in our classes that once we get to what they call being live so our profile goes live once we pass our home study and everything um so okay. our home study went live in november of 2016 so that's almost six months after we started our first class mm-hmm. um Math is hard. So. <laughs> like maybe it's around there. I'm not yeah, gonna fact check sure. on it. Um, so basically, once you go live, they they kind of said like the waiting period could be up to maybe two years. So it could be two years before we even get matched up with somebody who might be pregnant. So mm-hmm. we went in knowing that it it could be a while wait. You just kind of sit there for a while and just kind of wait. You're like, am I gonna get a call? Am I gonna get email right. or anything? Um, they basically tell you to keep moving on with your life, keep continuing, keep vacationing, um, same time for vacations. Not yeah. hard, yeah, not hard <laughs> yeah. to you. We, did, we actually did a baby man too. But, um, 
So it's kind of like the NFL draft. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's this, there's a sport, there's a uh-huh. sport called the national football league. And there's a night where people get drafted and they might, if they, if they don't think they're going to get drafted, they might be just be doing something. They get a phone call from an NFL team to get called up and you know, they're drafted. So that's kind of like what the, I, I obviously a little more important, uh, getting called for a yes. child. Spe- than, uh, speaking of playing fo- a sport. Speaking of phone calls, Chris, you have a phone call. You have a phone call right now. And it's me calling you asking for my joke back that I told on the Sunday episode. <laughs> We're going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, Nick, you, you're, you're talking about, and I don't mean to jump too far ahead. If, uh, there's more details, you're talking about waiting around, wait, waiting around, getting that call. Um, unless anything happened before that moment, what was the moment like when you did get that call or email or beeper? I don't know what year this is that you, <laughs> that, that, that you were, all the we were waiting on all of that. Yeah, all, well, but before we get to the, how, how long were we waiting? Were there any close so, calls where there was like a, a prank call or anything like that? So when we were adopting, we, they asked, they asked, speaking of Chipotle order form, they occasionally would send out emails of these, what they called opportunity babies. Essentially it was something that came in that might've been, um, something that wasn't a part of the checkboxes. There might've been something different mm. that was new or unique. So a couple of those kind of came in here and there. And we, one of them came in where it was a baby born in Maryland. It had a lot of health issues. They're having issues in Maryland mm. adopting. So they're trying to see if anybody in Ohio. So. That's cool that they give other people opportunities yeah. though, that, you know, even, even though it might be outside of your criteria, Hey, we, we have this yeah. child. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So, that's um, interesting. So like, even though it may be from Jersey, are you interested in thinking yeah. about it or okay? do you want to pass? We understand if you want to pass. Are you okay with the yeah, jersey? It's like, it's, like a, it's like when I contacted my car dealership, I was like, I really want this 2022 Mustang. Like, well, we do have a 2017 Mazda. I could just see this. It's like, you know, yeah, look, no problem with health issues. No problem with, you know, race or, or what the mom situation that doesn't matter. It's from Jersey. No, we're going to take a hard pass on that. We'll, we'll go to the next. We'll wait for the next one. Yeah. So, um, so for us, we, we waited around, um, we got those emails, but other than that, we got a phone call and it was literally about Nick, before you, Nick, move. before you get sentimental, I do have to ask you this question because Sean asked, wasn't one Amish. Was that true? <laughs> Probably. I don't, there was a Mennonite. I really wanted to know. There was a Mennonite okay, family. I remember. Because that was something that I really wanted to know a little bit more yeah. about. But <laughs> if there's no more details, I, then I'll just I'll just go to sleep sad tonight. <laughs> like no, I mean, I'd be born with a beard if it was Amish, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm very. I, I have Amish stories about that. <laughs> that'll be <laughs> no, another day. That'll be for yeah. another time. <laughs> okay, so, so you finally oh, we finally got a phone call and they called me. It was about nine months after we went live in November. But very we're, realistic we're, yeah very random that's stuff. like very fitting that's very fitting <laughs> yeah. yeah they probably do it on purpose so um basically got a call the mom was i think she was five months pregnant at the time um and i literally was about to hop on an airplane i was waiting oh. waiting in line for an airplane as i get this call sean's not with me and the agency calls they're like the birth mom wants to meet with wow. you guys she wants to see if you guys are good fit essentially so we 
I immediately hung up from them. I called Sean real fast. I was like, you need to call our social worker. I have to hop on a plane. I can't, I can't talk. I'm, I'll call you right, on my layover. Right. So I remember calling on my layover in like Minnesota or something, somewhere random. And um, basically we scheduled a time to go meet up with this birth mom in um, Cleveland area. So we went and had lunch with her. Um, found out that she was, um, I think, like I said, like five months pregnant. Um, found out kind of her story. I'm not going to go into too much details about her story of why no. she is choosing adoption, but um, did find out later on that she was having some health issues. She had um, what's called pre- preeclampsia. Um, what is what is that? Next? It's very common in pregnancy, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it's yeah. very common. She had a lot of fluid in the body, so it made her look okay. like she was ten months pregnant, and she was only like gotcha five months pregnant. So. Um, Met up with her. We were expecting um, due date was November. We're like, oh, perfect. We got some time. So, um, met up with her for that. We went up to I think one or two ultrasounds, um, check on baby and everything. Everything was looking amazing. Um, so, you, so Nick, you get invited to these? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and, it, and like I said, every every birth story is different. She wanted an open adoption, so we um, okay. We wanted an open adoption, but we we're comfortable with whatever the birth mom wanted. Yeah. So. Explain explain open adoption, please. Because yeah. I uh, I I really have it's, no like I'm. It's very, changed like, a lot over the years. So it, lo- it used mm-hmm. to be that pretty much adoptions were closed, where the birth parents had no contact. They didn't really know anything about who that baby was getting adopted to. Essentially, okay. Um, a, a lot of times nowadays, um, they kind of said that adoption is more open adoption, just because it's easier to find people. Yeah. That, okay. That, so she wanted a relationship with you and yeah. Sean, essentially. Kind of a relationship, more so just continue seeing pictures and stuff. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Chris, re- essentially, what a closed adoption is is once it's all done, the file is closed, sealed. There's no way gotcha. to find out who the birth. Uh, well, there is a way, but it's extremely mm-hmm. difficult to find out who right. the birth parents right. are. Yeah. Whereas it's like not until the kids are like eighteen, they can find out. Right. Okay. Whereas an open adoption is, you know, very early on, they they have the discussion with the kid. Hey, you know, you're you're okay. adopted, and then there is that there there can be that relationship with, and the, this is a legal thing. I, I I would assume like this is something that like it's just the way it's the way that the adoption is processed. Yeah. Out of respect, right, Nick? Yeah. I I just. Okay, and I'm just, I'm seriously asking all this because no, I'm very ignorant yeah. of this. No, and there's a lot to no it, and even, even with an open adoption, so we legally were obligated to, once once any parent gets to go through adoption, they legally have to submit pictures um, once a month for the agency. Um, and then okay. that agency either sends the pictures to the birth parents if they want, if they say, yes, I want the pictures, or it just stays in a file um, until the birth parents maybe 18 years later. Might want to see those pictures. Okay, so. gotcha, gotcha. Or in okay. our case, we um, since we had open adoption, we could send pictures and everything directly to that birth mom. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So open relationship. I mean, open relationship. <laughs> open. Was that a Freudian <laughs> slip? A Freudian slip. <laughs> open adoption Emily. essentially just like uh, open adoption essentially just like um, I don't know more of an intimate adoption than a. Uh, then it closed one. I feel like I just I don't know. I I would just get a better. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind I, of like I, a, I like that idea. Yeah, it's kind of like an extended family to to look at it, and that's yeah. what, that's how we wanted yeah, it because we cool. knew that um, she was going to have siblings kind of out there, sure, um, and possibly have 
questions down the road as well too if there could be a health questions down the road so that's the good thing about it right open, open adoption. and that's and that's a yeah. big thing. It, it makes it it makes it easier to find out more health history, uh, mm. more family history. But then also, it makes it easier for the for the child to be able to when they start getting curious. Hey, I want to meet my birth mom. You know, it makes it a lot easier for that to happen. Yeah, and it, and mm. it, it does have to be both both parties have to be comfortable with it because there's a lot of adoptive families that may not be comfortable with the child finding their 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 birth parents. But again, sure. that's, you know, it, it's, and I, I've never gone through this, but, but I'm sure that for the, the child that could lead to more mental health issues down the road. Like yeah. I need to know this you person, know. I need to know either why they gave why yeah. they put me up for adoption, or I just want to know them, you know, and, and, and somebody like myself that suffers from anxiety and stuff too. I think about those questions that she's going to have in the future. So right. Yeah, yeah. You understand. So I mean, yeah. we kind of asked, we kind of pre-asked some questions as well too in the hospital, and when we were in those initial interviews of different things about family and stuff like that. So, and so, even the, the birth um, mom provided us with a little pamphlet of like her favorite color um, and her wow, favorite music okay. and stuff at the time. So it's really cool that we could have those things too. So that even if the birth mom didn't want to have an open adoption, every um, adoptive parent gets a little pamphlet about. Or whatever information yeah, absolutely. is going to happen. So. so, Nick, um, just to remind everybody, because we got a little bit sidetracked, where are we in the uh, timeline? She's five months pregnant at this yeah, point? Yeah, so probably around May or June, I think. Um, okay. 2016. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess just kind of jumping ahead to when we got the phone call. So, my birthday was in September. And mm -hmm. we went out one night and got a little intoxicated. And Good for you. Yeah. And then Sean was getting text messages in the middle of the night. Actually, we were getting group messages, but I was passed out. Uh, but Sean was getting text messages that um, she was thought she was going to labor. And this is in September. And the baby's not. And how, and how far along is so she? So she was at this 32 point? weeks. Okay. So, that's Earl. So that's about... Uh, it's yeah, about forty six to eight weeks early. Yeah, so forty weeks is term, right? Yeah. And how far <laughs> is she from you? Um, uh, just for, for probably about it's uh, it's probably about a two and a half hour drive. Okay. So up to Cleveland area from Columbus. So gotcha. Um, so yeah, so we found out she was in a lot of pain. So she, um, Sean was still in communication the next morning. She went to the, the hospital. Um, that hospital, since she was early, sent her to a children's um, specialty hospital in Cleveland, uh, so Rainbow Babies and Children's. Um, from there, we we drove up and spent the night not knowing what was going to happen, if she was going to have mm, the baby, sure. or if they're going to try to prolong as long as possible. Um, so they decided that night that... Um, they wanted to do an emergency, well, not emergency, I guess, schedule a C-section for the next day. So September 24th, um, we had a baby. Uh, so Sean was actually in the room when that um, when she was born because she was C-section. They only let one person in there instead of having two. Um, I'm glad he went in for that because he said it was like a whale just popping open, just water, blood, everything everywhere. <laughs> he said... Nurses wow. and doctors were covered, so not to get too gross. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that day is when Harper was born. 
So you guys haven't heard me talk about Harper before because I have not um, never because mm-hmm. our daughter or other daughter is Pepper. So um, jumping ahead briefly, Harper passed away unfortunately. So um, she was three months old when she died. She spent two months in the NICU up in Cleveland. So we spent every single day at the hospital. Sean actually drove back and forth to continue working just because he couldn't take off work. Um, I was pretty flexible in that I spent a lot of time working remotely from up there. So um, so I spent two months in the hospital in the NICU. She was born at four pounds. Um, wow. She overall was pretty healthy when she was born. Um, good weight um, for her age. Uh, she just was having issues with sucking, swelling, and breathing. So they had her on ventilators and um, uh, feeding tubes and all sorts of things. So we saw it all. It was, it was a crazy couple months, and it's not something that I processed until later on in life, too. Um, but yeah, we spent two months up there. The hospital was amazing. We became really good friends with some of the nurses. I actually just put the vacation for one of the nurses um, that we stayed in contact with. But um, So we finally were able to take her home on um, the day before Thanksgiving. So it was a very special day for us, obviously, to... Come home with the baby. I think she was about six pounds at the time that we got released from the hospital. Uh, so we had her home for about a month and a half. And um, unfortunately, on New Year's Eve, we woke up and she was not breathing anymore. So we um, knew that she still had some health issues when we came home and um, unfortunately would spit up through her nose and unfortunately got down to her lungs. So, oh my goodness. Um, so, as, as I mentioned, we, we did the CPR classes, and it's not something I ever thought I would do. I remember doing that class, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I'm never going to have to do CPR. And unfortunately, I did. Well, um, I, yeah. <sighs> really, it's, it's hard to even uh, comprehend. What that would have been like, I, I assume when you said she passed away, that it was at the hospital, that she was, you know, too early. And I, I um, unbelievable that 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 would have happened, in, in, you know, with you guys present. First of all, that, this is something super, super heavy. And thank you so much for talking about this, because you were not the first person to go through this. and You were not the last person to go through this. And there, uh, I hope that someone listening never has to go through this, but if they do, you're not alone. Um, Nick, Oh my gosh. From the bottom of my heart, first of all, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. The, 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 this process that you described was grueling as it, as it is. And then to hear that you have to go through something like this is just, uh, I hope I never will be able to understand this. And it's just like incomprehensible to me that uh, I'm not even a father. And I know I will be one day, but uh, even as someone who's not a father, it's just like some, just hearing you going through that. It's just like, I wish I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to have to go through something like that. And the fact that you can um, put on a smile every day, make me laugh, (laughs) you know, it's just like, uh, I'm just super proud of of uh, and I hope to get more into your journey in our next segment. But um, yeah, it's like I'm proud of you that you've gotten this far because that, that's just like hard to even listen to, yeah. let alone experience that. You know. And for us, like after after all that happened, obviously we're in shock and stuff, and we um, 
I remember something that the doctor told me in the hospital because when we were in the emergency room, it was just everything else was a blur. But the one thing I remember her saying is you couldn't have done anything differently. You did everything the right way. So we knew we knew she had issues, unfortunately, and yeah. we went in knowing that and we came out better people from the loss. Um, Sean and I actually grew stronger together. Um, and our motto that we've kept from everything is something that Dory from Finding Nemo said is just keep swimming. Yeah. So we've we got that tattooed on I, us I, now. And, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I if correct me if I'm wrong, um, you said she passed away on New Year's, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So you, um, you had her from had her at home from November to New Year's Eve. What I think is really neat, and what I think you really celebrate, is you've got some Christmas pictures yes. with Harper that um, I believe you shared this past year. And this was the first time that I learned about all this. And uh, I think it's I think it's really cool that it, it's 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 really neat that you got that time. And, and again, mm. I, I I'm going to say things that I, I don't I can't even comprehend. Um, what you've got? Wow, I can't even comprehend what you've gone through. Um, but it's it it's. Thank you for sharing those pictures with us and with your friends on Facebook because I know that that's got to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's amazing that you have those. And um, you know, just thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's. And it's one of those things that it's hard because I've met so many people in my life the past six and a half years since she passed away, and she's still always a part of our story. It's something we something we think about every day. We think about her every single day. There's not a moment that goes by. And it's hard to meet new people and become really good friends with people like you guys and have you not know the story. So we we like to continue sharing it and we, we bring some light to it too there's we like to try to spin it as possible positive as possible yes. like um, I said, we we had those memories and so lucky that we were at the hospital to be there with everything and spend thanksgiving day bring her home thanksgiving the day before thanksgiving which is amazing Hearing the words uh, that there's nothing else you could have done, I'm sure was, hate to use the word of relief, but somewhat of a relief. Um, I'm just such a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And in a situation like that, when you know there's nothing you could have done, nothing Sean could have done, nothing anyone could have done to prevent something like that from happening, the experience that you've gone through from that, the hardships that you've gone through from that, the bond that you and Sean have gotten because of that, and then what we're gonna be talking about in our next segment, the beautiful, beautiful life that you have created. Um, You can attribute that all to Harper. And I think that is a, um, I think that's, it's pretty cool that that little piece of, of, of Harper lives with you and LaShawn and your daughter um, every day. And um, when we come back, 
I want to get more into the happy ending that uh, that you and Sean had, and what you uh, how you two grew and uh, and created this beautiful family. So Nick, thank you for sharing this super super hard part of your life. Cannot wait to touch on the happiness that you share with uh with me a lot because i see it on facebook i can't wait for you to share it with the rest of our listeners so uh this is no new friends after dark we'll be right back normally right about now you'd be hearing a commercial for sandpiper vacation uh i just didn't feel it appropriate to put commercials in here however in the beginning of segment three you're going to hear nick talk about uh, ronald mcdonald house and uh, what they're doing with them so real quick i wanted to play a very very short ad for Ronald McDonald House. Also, in the episode description, we're going to have a link if you'd like to make donations to the Ronald McDonald House in Harper's name. Nick's going to try to get that to me. If not, just follow Sandpiper Vacations on Facebook. From the moment we opened our first Ronald McDonald House, we saw a need. It wasn't just sick children who required care. Their families did too. And so it began. The Family-Centered Care Ronald McDonald House Charities facilitates and supports throughout the world care that keeps families together and involved, care that provides respite without leaving the hospital, care that brings basic health care to children and families in underserved communities. Today, our programs and services offer care and comfort to millions of families across the globe. Yet. The need continues, and Ronald McDonald House Charities will be there. Because when a child is sick, the greatest gift we can give is the love and strength of family. Nick, you told us about all this tragedy and, 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 and horrible things that you've gone through. How did you cope with all this? Because there's, you know, for me, uh, if something like that happened to me, I wouldn't be able to keep it to myself. Is there, who did you seek? Who did you talk to? What, for people that are listening to this, if they're going through something it, like this, how do they cope with something like that? It's a lot. Um, we felt very lost afterwards. Sure. Um, luckily, Children's Hospital in Columbus, where we went to, is really good, really well-known hospital, and they provided us with um, information about a um, basically a group therapy session uh, for parents that have just lost their children. So Sean and I attended that um, I think a couple weeks afterwards, and met. Um, there was only one other family there. It was really weird. So I don't know if just hmm. other families just weren't comfortable. We knew families were out, right. families were out there. But we met one other family there, and then also the um, kind of mediator guy from the hospital 
Um, so we went to a couple of those um, for a couple of weeks, met that family, and we kind of decided with that family to just kind of do our own thing. So we split off with them and kind of hung out and just not be sad together, but we just chatted about our stories and yeah. it was just nice to feel like we weren't alone in that aspect. Yeah, of course. Even right. though we had support from friends and family and everybody, um, we wanted support from somebody that hasn't been there. Um, sure. Even even if it wasn't, it's just knowing somebody's there, I guess. So. Right. Now, I mean... I deal with anxiety, which is, in my opinion, a lot less the scale of what you're going through, right? I uh, it took me how old am I now? Twenty seven. Took me twenty six years to go seek uh, the advice of a professional. This happened to you on New Year's Eve. Did you ever seek the the, the advice of a uh, a therapist or professional mm-hmm. outside of a a you know f- group? No, that was that was the first time that we'd really done anything, and it wasn't. It wasn't really a therapy. It was just a support mm-hmm. group, I guess you can call gotcha. it. Gotcha. So, um, so our our um, adoption agency actually reached out to us, and they stayed in contact the entire time. Very supportive. Um, well, this is only like the second time it ever happened in the history of that adoption agency. Um, wow. So they had to make sure legally what they could do on their end to help us as well, too, because the adoption wasn't finalized. It wasn't. The baby was technically still in custody of the adoption agency or the state of Ohio. Oh, that's interesting. So okay, we weren't we weren't finalized with the adoption. So because of that, I guess in a good sense, um, we were able to go back on the adoption list again and go live without having to go through classes. That was my next question, and I was trying to figure out how to word it because yeah. I don't know how to word it without making it seem like I'm trying to make it. And, and they didn't know how to, and our, even our adoption agency didn't know how to word it and make sure it sounded right to, they, they yeah. wanted yeah. to make sure that we were okay if we wanted to go back and adopt again. And of course we did. We wanted to, we wanted to be parents and they have two kids out of it. So, um, so yeah, so um, we talked to our adoption agency and they basically wanted us to go see a therapist um, that focused on families and adoption stuff. Um, and basically just get approval from the therapist that we were mentally ready to go back and adopt again. Yeah, because everything changes at that point mm-hmm. because you were, I guess, scored or rated or approved based on a certain set of circumstances at the time. Yeah. Well, now there's been this extreme change in your circumstances. And so, yeah, yeah you don't have to go through the classes and all that. But now it's it's and I get it. You need to be evaluated of if you are. Not capable, but ready, ready to to go through the process again, and and what that all that entails. I get it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we saw that therapist um, probably four, three or four different times. I think it was it's just very okay. casual. Um, surprisingly, I wasn't an emotional wreck like I thought I would be in therapy. I've never been to therapy before, but you always see it. Did it help? On TV. Did the therapy help? Um that one I don't feel like I don't feel like it tackled my mental health. It's where okay. I needed. it was That's I feel fair. like it was more focused on parent the parenting aspect of everything. Gotcha. So um so we we saw her a few times and we just kind of moved on after that and okay. Um, didn't continue seeing that person but she approved us through our agency. So, um, three months later, I think in April 2017, we went back live on the adoption list. So, okay. So, and how how lo- how far removed is this from the passing of Harper? 
that you went back on the the adoption list again. As far as what? Sorry. How far removed was this from the passing of Harper? Like, how many months was this? So this was four four months, basically. After she passed. Okay, so it's like it's it's, it's kind of like you and Sean, like you know, you're you're you just want a a child, and it's um even through this hardship, it's just it's um like I said, everything happens for a mm-hmm. reason because I I can't wait for you to get to the the happy part because um I love what you share. Uh, photos of your family and videos of your family. So, um, so you're you're back on the list uh, a little over four months. Uh, take me through that. Um, so yeah, I, 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 where, where does it where does it go? Where where, where yeah, are we going like we, now? We kind of want to go back on the list somewhat quickly, just because we knew mm-hmm. it could be another two years. Um, right. We don't want yeah, to try right. to wait any longer. We're like we have time to cope and heal and move forward. Um, so we went back on that list thinking it was going to be two years or expecting two to three years. Um, three months later, we got a phone call. Wow. Wow. This time they actually called Sean first. Um, and he, um, he got the phone call. I think he was at work that day and I was at home taking a nap, of course. So, um, because my mental health, I do take naps a lot. Um, he called me, I think 12 times and I didn't answer. (laughs) um but finally i called him back and he's like frantic and freaking out and everything but um this time we're matched up with a birth mom um this is piper's birth mom so she was i believe about the same i think the pregnancy she was about the same um, length of time that um that her was and her pregnancy that's just probably four or five months long um so still somewhat early she was due november which is crazy because harper was supposed to be born in november now nick what are the emotions like when you get this are you excited scared nervous or a little bit of each or were you kind of confident like were you just kind of like this is gonna work yeah i think we just we knew it was the right moment we i know you keep saying everything happens for a reason and for me i know like brian said it I, i didn't feel that sometimes I, sure. Especially in that moment when that happened, that mm-hmm. why is this happening? Um, right. Looking forward now, I, I used to hate that term and I like it in a sense because I've found that comfort and found the positivity of that side of that phrase that everything does happen for a reason. I felt like, yeah. I, I felt like it was a good, a good sign for us. Um, I mean, obviously looking at her now, we got this, it's weird to think about if we wouldn't have lost Harper, we wouldn't have gotten Piper and looking at right. it's Piper now. She's the most amazing child. She was the most amazing baby. And I'm sorry to all the parents out there, but she slept through the night when she was a week old. Wow. <laughs> wow. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so in, in a sense, we were blessed with this amazing, healthy baby. So, um, so yeah, so Piper, like I said, we went to the adoption again. We had an amazing open adoption. We st- still have an open adoption with her birth mom. Um, she was amazing. she was born in November, very healthy. We were there for the birth of it. So um, it was pretty awesome to be there for that. Um, so Piper's mom also had two kids at the time, um, which um, okay. was 
for me, I think it was hard to see the kids and not fully understand. The one, the son was, um, I think, three at the time, and the daughter was seven. Um, so the seven-year-old understood what was happening, and it was it was very hard, I think, on her. Um, but the son didn't know what was going on. So, yeah. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. They they do get together. Did I not? Did I see some pictures yeah. of? Yeah. Them? So we just got back together and saw them um, about two months ago now. I think so. Oh, that's it had cool. been a while since we'd seen them since before COVID. Um, just unfortunately timing and schedules didn't work out. Um, so um, Piper was born up in Salidas, which is another two hours away on the other side of the state of Ohio. <laughs> gotcha. But, um, so yeah, we were, we were up there for that. Um, one of the crazy things that happened with that adoption is we did have a slight scare. Um, really? So in Ohio, the birth mom has 72 hours to terminate her rights. So okay. um, the birth mom left the hospital after um, 48 hours, I think. So we stayed at the hospital for the next 24 hours with the baby. Uh, we got a phone call from our social worker about three hours before she was supposed to sign the papers and saying, I hope you're sitting down. So mm. here we are freaking out. Basically, the birth mom changed her mind and she wanted to take Piper home is what we heard. And our social worker told us 99% of the time, basically, any baby that goes home with the birth mom doesn't get adopted back out. So here we are having another downfall in life, having a crazy moment. Um, So from there, we went to my parents' house, which is about an hour away, to stay the night because um, we were told that the birth mom basically wanted to take the baby home for a couple days and just see if she could do it or not. Right. Um, We weren't expecting anything to happen, but we did get a phone call two days later and ready to sign those papers and ready to take Piper home. Jeez. Wow. What a miracle. Jeez. But what a, what a, what a, what a mind fuck for you guys. So, yeah. So, as Sean said, we we drank a lot of tequila. We were, we were very (laughs) messed up in the mind. We, we didn't know what to expect. Oh my God. God. At that point, we had so much family reaching out to us because they knew that we had a baby that was born, and they're like waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, and we don't want to say anything. Goodness. So sure. Yeah. And that's and that's thing like with social media too. It's like people knew, but they didn't know the whole story. Right. And th- this is not going to sound the right way, but but I don't. Obviously, the the death of a person, the loss of a person is worse than anything. But at least then you have closure. Mm -hmm. This, 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 and and I'm not talking about just as a person, but just, you know, for your own situation, being left in the balance there, just being left in, in, in limbo, you're on this high of, you know, seeing her at the hospital, she's born, she's going to be ours. And then, well, just kidding, maybe not. But maybe, but it was maybe like, not. It was like another yeah. death, but like of a relationship, like of a potential yeah. relationship. And, oh my and unfortunately, God. and unfortunately, an adoption that actually happens quite a bit, where there are fail, fail wow. adoptions. Our best friends, um, they have a son now, Ezra, that was born six months after Piper, or five months, and they had two failed adoptions before Ezra. So basically, they had to mourn that loss. I can't even imagine getting matched up with a birth mom, where they're excited. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna have a baby. We're gonna have a baby," and then nothing. So. I, Absolutely, I'm starting to think My that maybe goodness. this more this uh, the surrogate with the mortgage or whatever maybe <laughs> mentally the better way to it, go. It, Jesus, that's a, and that's a lot of work too. It's a lot of ups, ups and downs and roller coaster emotions. So 
That's be- that's crazy. So you know, in, 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 in Chris's world, in Chris's world, you just sing a couple songs and uh, then bam, there's an adoption or, you know, you that's it. race around the city in a little mouse car and bam, yeah. there's an adoption. Mm-hmm. But there, it's so many. That's all. It, it, it could be. It could not be. You never Daddy know. Daddy Warbucks <laughs> comes in and that's it. Yeah. It. You, occasionally you're, you're, you have you're to set for life. Yeah. Occasionally you have to deal with an evil plot from a, 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 a cute blonde with a hotel name and the, the, the brother. Or a cat. Uh, there's or a, a cat. fun song a uh, about a street where it's easy, you know, and then there's Always. a scam. Yeah. Yeah. It's tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, I love you tomorrow <laughs> stuff. And, uh, you and your idiots. <laughs> but, um, but, so, um, before- <laughs> something that's. <sighs> kind of clicked with us and we started seeing and we still see like signs every now and then that everything happens for a reason um the first thing that kind of clicked for us obviously is that the birth mom was pregnant around the same time she was due same time harper was supposed to be born um we took harper home from the hospital the day before thanksgiving we took piper home the hospital the day before thanksgiving wow actually well from her birth mom's house but yeah and see, I, I don't want to sound insensitive by saying everything happens for a reason. I don't mean that at all for anybody at home who might think that. I just, some things just don't make sense. Horrible things don't make sense. And, and that's kind of my coping mechanism is, you know what? This is happening for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. How am I going to learn from this? How am I going to grow from this? And that's kind of my coping mechanism with tragedy and, and, and dark times is this is happening for a reason. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out a different person or whatever the fact may be. It just, it just like some things just don't make sense. So they have to be happening for a reason because everything when something happens, then there's always going to be a butterfly effect. And how is this going to change things? Uh, Nick, it's... Um, I am so sorry for the the tragedy and and the trauma that you've been through, but I am so happy that whatever happened led you to where you are today, because you have the most beautiful family in Sean and Piper, especially Sean. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, man. Um, pulling back the curtain. Uh, you and Sean both sent a video of Piper dancing to the No New Friends uh, uh, intro song for the live stream, and I'm just like, she's the the, the coolest little girl. Yeah. She's. I, I, I'm gonna watch like that said, she's, like a million she's times. She's the happiest kid. She's, she's been such a blessing in her life. And, and how old is how old is she now? Uh, Nick? Five on fifteen. <laughs> of course, she is like. I, I, I gen- like I told I, I said in the beginning of this episode I deleted Facebook from my phone because it's just like all bullshit. Seeing you post pictures like on a cruise with Piper and stuff, that's some of the posts that I like I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm going yeah. through those thirty photos that you put up because she is just a ball of sunshine. And I know if she's brightening my day, that she is just like such a positive just in your and Sean's life as well and it just makes me so happy knowing that both of you have come so far from horrible horrible things I mean we've talked about all the horrible things you have to endure on a daily basis let alone this huge traumatic event that you both have been through the fact that you ended up in the situation that you're in with a beautiful daughter and a beautiful family I am 
so happy for you that you were able to achieve something that you probably never thought was possible mm -hmm. at some points. Yeah, I mean, like uh, like I said on our previous so podcast, like <laughs> as gay dad or gay guys, I never thought we were going to be parents. And the fact that we have an angel watching over us and Piper now, it's amazing. This is No New Friends Podcast After Dark. We will be right back. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs on a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. I've been dreaming Friendly faces I've got so much time Just imagine people laughing I know someday we will And even if it's far away Get me through another day Cover me in sunshine We're back. Thanks for continuing to listen. Uh, wouldn't expect you not to. It's a podcast. Now, last question that I have. Were you able to name Piper at all? So we did. So um, we, when we were actually adopting with Harper, um, we were tossing around names with that birth mother. And mm -hmm. Piper was one of the names that we had tossed out. Wow. Um, she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't like it because it was, um, I think she said, too much of a white girl name, but the mom was white. <laughs> But she liked she liked the name Harper, and Harper was Harper's birth mom was white, and her dad was black, um, so she was um, biracial. But um, we always we always knew they didn't love that name Piper, and we saw the sign, and opened up my eyes and I saw the sign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to throw in some comedy there. Super gay, super gay. <laughs> um, so before we got the phone call that we were matched up with. Piper's first mom. We were on vacation in Destin on the beach, and Sean and I kept seeing sandpiper birds everywhere and kept taking pictures of it because actually, no, it might have been like right after. Um, so we, we knew that name Piper was going to be part of us. And now, full circle, the sandpiper bird named Piper, and now sandpiper vacations. So, if you didn't know, sandpiper <laughs> vacations named Sam. after. 
yep. Nick and Sean's daughter, Piper. It's yep. the it's the coolest. First, like, first of all, the fact that you like you you love Disney and Pixar and whatever, and Piper's the name of your daughter. And so, I, I want to name uh, my daughter Blanche because I love the Gold Girls, <laughs> and it's just not working. So I envy the fact that you were able to name your daughter after something you love. Uh, um, Voltron is the second name. So I'm, I am pushing for Voltron. So Blanche uh, Voltron Yob. Uh. <laughs> yeah, or Pikachu. Yeah, so yeah, so so uh, I do envy that. Yeah, and we like when we, we picked her name, we we spoke to her birth mom, Candace, and told her we, that name. But we we sort of went to have a middle name picked out, and we wanted her to be a part of that with us. Um, oh, so, that's so we wanted awesome. her to pick out her middle name, and and I keep coming back to this now too with this whole everything kind of happens for a reason. So she, her middle name is Leilani, L-E-I-L-A-N-I. It's Hawaiian for beautiful angel. She did that. Oh, that gave me she chills. She thought of that name in memory of Harper. Ah, uh, that gave me chills. Seriously. Yeah. So, wow. so it's awesome that we have a name that's not only means something special, but it also was picked by her birth mother. So we wanted to make sure she was included in her life in that sense. That is amazing. Awesome. And, what Nick, when you look at Piper, I don't know if any name fits her except for yeah. Piper. Right. The little ball of energy yep. she is. She's she's a Piper, mm-hmm. man. Like that's Piper. It's um man. I, I, yeah. I just there's there's so many things I just I look at it now and along my spiritual journey of being in therapy and everything and just looking back at things and everything's just kind of fallen to place in life. Um, I've finally gotten to that point through my therapy journey too that I just, and that's where I posted on Facebook about this being mental mm-hmm. health warm this month and um, just letting people know that it's just keeps swimming. Just it's okay to not be okay too, and it's okay. Yes, to talk about that's it. exactly what I was gonna say. It is okay to not be okay. Everybody is not okay when you come to the realization that you're not okay and that everybody else is not okay in certain ways and that we can all talk about it. Uh, I just hope that we achieve that in society some days that everyone can talk about their problems. Just like you came on here and you were courageous enough to be able to share your story. I hope that courage is, won't be the word anymore in the future to be able to share stories like this. I hope it's just normal. Um, and uh, you coming on here tonight and talking about that, I think gets us one step closer to that just, uh, getting rid of that stigma, uh, getting rid of the negative views that people might have about you, you talking about, you know, whatever you're, is bothering you. Mental illness is, is, is illness. It's a, it's a, it's a health, it's a health thing. It's, it's, it's something that people go through and it's completely normal. Um, loss is completely normal. Everyone experiences loss. Everybody gets over it in their own ways. And I hope that anybody experiencing loss, listening to this episode, um, I hope it helped you a little bit hearing Nick's story. Because um, Nick's an amazing, amazing person, and you would have n- never known that he went through the traumas that he went through, because I surely didn't. Um, I- I'm just, Nick, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing this. I don't know if I would have been <laughs> able to get through the story that you got through without freaking three boxes of Kleenex. Um, A lot of medications so, still. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, hey, whatever it takes. Yes, legal legal yes. medication. What? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes illegal, but anyway. Um, uh, so Nick, you say that a part of Harper lives with both you and Sean, you know, forever. H- how do you keep that memory of Harper alive? Is there anything that you and Sean do? Is there anything, you know, yeah, that, so let us know. 
everybody grieves differently. Um, we sure we decided not to do, um, I guess, the traditional way of doing a burial. We did um, mm-hmm. we did ashes, so we have um, some of our ashes in our in our bedroom. Okay. We also carry a necklace around with us as well too, so she's oh. always with us. Um, after she passed away, I actually got my very first tattoo. It was her handprints on my heart. Oh, um, that's awesome. And if you are a Wicked fan, um, the lyric, you, you'll be with me like a hammer in my heart. So I always, I always wanted a tattoo, and I wanted it to be something special. And of I, course. I knew right away that was, that was it for me. So um, That's amazing. So during our journey and our time that we were in the hospital up in Cleveland, we were two hours away from home. Um, so because of that, we discovered the wrong McDonald house. Um, and for you who aren't familiar with Ronald McDonald House, you've probably seen it before if you've got McDonald's. Um, so the drive through they always have little coin drops. Um, so Ronald McDonald House is, um, a lot of hospitals have these houses, essentially, um, that people can stay at for free or for a small fee um, to stay at while their children are in the hospital away from home. So we were very lucky to stay in Ronald McDonald House in Cleveland, um, where we had a room for 60 nights. So, oh wow! Um, so because of that, we wanted to continue her legacy of um, just bringing smile and joy, and um, because the Ronald McDonald House gave so much back to us by allowing us to stay at the hospital that much and not having to pay out of pocket, um, we go back to Ronald McDonald House. Yeah, so um, Ronald McDonald House in Cleveland, um, we felt um, fairly highly of that um, charity. So we want to make sure we go back. So every year we, for Harper's birthday, we go to the Ron McDonald house in Columbus um, and make a birthday dinner for the families that are staying at the Oh house. my gosh. So, Re- wow. Yeah, so the house here, um, the house in Columbus, the Ron McDonald house is the largest in the country. They're actually building more rooms now. Um, so we, every year we do her birthday there. So we make a birthday dinner um, because Lots of businesses will come in every night to make dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for families that are staying at the house to not have to worry about paying to go out to eat every night or sure. ash or come back from the hospital late. So that way there is a nice fresh meal. So we um, we love making a nice home-cooked um, style meal for that and have a birthday cake as well, too. Um, that is amazing. Yeah, and then also at the house, too, each room um, can be adopted. So we adopt a room every single year in her name. So we have a little plaque with her name on it. Um, and donate $1,000 a year to Ronald McDonald House to help families that are going through a kind of similar process of staying in hospitals. There's families we met there coming from North Carolina or New Jersey um, to Columbus to the hospital and need a place to stay. So we love being able to give back in that aspect and continuing her legacy by keeping her memory alive there. That's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. That is that is that is so cool that you're able to do that. Um I just it's hard to it's hard to put into words how how amazing that is. Um it, it's just like seeing seeing things like that. It's like I it motivates me to want to be able to do stuff like that too. Yeah. And uh Yeah, it's something wow. and we we love talking about that because a lot of people, like I said, aren't familiar with Ron McDonald House. You've probably seen it, sure. but just don't really know what it is and um, it helps so many families out there with kids going through health issues that mm-hmm. need a place to stay, to stay. And it's not a hotel. It's It makes you feel like you're at a house where you have your own room with couch and a TV and um, bet, nice, comfortable bedding and laundry. And, um, 
this one in Columbus is amazing. They have a princess room where the kids can go up there and play dress up. So oh, say, that's you cool. Can, they can still have a life in these buildings. So, um, so if you see those buildings or see a donation, if it, if you get asked to round out at McDonald's, round up and donate back to this amazing charity. That's amazing. I was a little offended when you asked me if I was familiar with McDonald's because look at me. <laughs> but um, you look like you've uh, had a couple of McDonald's. <laughs> but you, you always get the diet coke, though, right? Yeah, uh, of course. You got to <laughs> yeah. count your calories. Something. I stopped counting at the diet. You coke. know, it's it's so funny. There's so many fat people that drink diet coke because we think that that's going to be what <laughs> it's going to That's weight. it. That's but as long yeah, as that. long as you supersize it, and then well, you get it. You're fine. <laughs> So I'm glad we ended this on a laugh because I think one of the most important things to do in times of darkness and times of, of sadness is to laugh yeah. because I always say, if we don't laugh, we cry. So uh, it, it's, it's um, the three of us respect each other enough to be able to joke about this stuff. Uh, I think everyone should be able to laugh about some of this stuff because it's, uh, again, you need to, you need to poke fun at some of the dark times in your life because hey life happens so with that being said scott did you come up with any summaries today <laughs> i am the devil so of course i have some summaries <laughs> of course i do all right so tonight uh you, you can't see this and if you want to see this you just watch us on twitch as we record these things live uh or join our patreon you can watch all of our recordings live but tonight chris is wearing a uh, philadelphia 76 jersey it says Phila on it P-H-I-L-A. <laughs> Chris, if you gain any more weight, they're going to have to write Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA, Earth on the jersey just to fill up all the available space. <laughs> Every week, Chris gets gayer and gayer. If he gets any gayer, he's going to start eating his corn the long way. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nick talked about uh, him and Sean wanting to adopt a, a nine-year-old kid that was into nerdy stuff. Uh, so pretty much you wanted to adopt Chris. So Chris, <laughs> Nick. Sean would be definitely a preferred yeah. adoption. Sean's on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's the borderline things. Um, Nick. This wasn't borderline. Yet. Nick made friends with a Nick NICU nurse uh, who he then sold a vacation to. That's like me having you both pour out your darkest experiences in mental health for hashtag content. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were here for more than just uh, a good reason. <laughs> Nick, Nick said due to his mental health, he takes a lot of naps. Chris also sleeps till 3 p.m. <laughs> Guys, I sleep a, son, a ton as well. I'm not depressed. I'm just lazy as fuck. <laughs> Chris reference, uh, was referencing adoption like the Broadway hit Annie. Um, for those of you at home keeping track, Chris's gay percentage just went up another 10%. He's now at 45%. Yeah. And those are my summaries. Oh, Scott, thank you so much. Um, Got a little scared when you started to bring up the Nikki. I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I you had like six Bud Lights. I'm like, I don't know where this is going. But hey, went very oh, tasty. Honestly, like we we're yeah, we we're talking about Amish earlier, and in the NICU, there's there's a lot of Amish people at the hospital. Really? Because when when Amish people go to to have a baby, the entire community goes to the hospital. And oh. 
I'm going to have to send a video and I'll put it on Discord too. Um, how much people don't know how to use the rotating doors? <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> so, if you're not a Patreon member now, uh, before now you're going to be, because you're going to want to see this video yeah. of how much people I, trying to use a rotating door. Yeah, and it's like, I try to find some, some fun of being in the hospital when we're there, and it's like, the Amish people are very entertaining. Um, <laughs> I doubt there's any listening right now. Don't have like <laughs> they better not be. Hey, if you're Amish, you're listening. I'm telling. But they do love their they love Doritos and rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. Every time I would go to like just the checkout waiting room, they're always eating Doritos and watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> That's a big loss in the Amish community. Then sorry no. for the loss, Amish. <laughs> Look, you know, it, it, we, we do a comedy show and we've got to put comedy in there. And I'm going to quote Sean in chat. Happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. That's why we do this podcast. We do this podcast to make you laugh. And we're, we're getting into some deeper issues, some more serious issues, some more, uh, you know, emotional issues, which is very fulfilling for us. We want to do this. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're still going to try to make you laugh. Anybody listen to this, I hope that it helped you a little bit. If you were, su- if you or anybody you know are suffering through anything that Nick might have described, anything, you know, anything in that same realm, please, please talk to someone. Whether it's a friend, family member, therapist, just talk to somebody. I'm sure they can help you. Today is May, the beginning of Mental Health Awareness Month. It doesn't stop after May. People are going through something all year long. So please help a loved one in need, help a friend in need. Uh, This is No New Friends After Dark. On behalf of Nick and Scott, I am Chris. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. It's okay not to be Don't get lost in the